Hello, Millennium Live listeners. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Happy to have another cybersecurity partner with us. And big topic of discussion today, we'll be diving into that intersection of AI and cybersecurity. Our guest today, he has over 20 years of experience in his role as Chief Executive Officer at Logically. He takes up customer-centric approach to protecting customers' environments and securing their organizations for the future. Joshua Skeens, welcome to the podcast, the CEO of Logically. Uh, happy to have you here. I know we met a couple months ago in uh, at the uh, C- uh, transformational CISO event, and uh, now get to share some insights on the on the podcast. So, welcome aboard. Yeah, of course. Uh, great to see you again, Connor, and uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. So I just want to dive in and getting to know a little bit about you. You joined Logically through the uh, acquisition of Certain, where you played a pivotal role in taking the company from a four-person security startup to a 70-person cybersecurity powerhouse. Wow. And over the last past two decades, held multiple leadership roles and overseeing managed services, professional services, and operations in cybersecurity. So how did you get into it, man? Yeah, it's an interesting story, but I started my career off really early as a programmer. Graduated college uh, pretty early at the age of 19. Landed myself a, a de- web development job. Interestingly enough, at the at the largest independent baking packing company in the United States. So I got two pounds of free bacon every Friday. It was fantastic. <laughs> you always smelled like bacon when you left the place. But being 19 years old, working with a group of people that the next youngest person was 45, I quickly found myself uh, without much in common with everybody else outside of technology. I decided after about a year and a half, I woke up in a cold sweat and said, I can't do this for another 40 years. Went back to school, finished a a cyber degree, placed probably 80 monster uh, job ads at that point in time, knowing that uh, the industry really in 2002-ish, there was a real slowdown in hiring and landed with uh, certain. And at that time, it was husband and uh, wife founders, and there were two other people that worked there. And uh, we grew that business. Uh, from 2002 to an exit in 2021 to about 70 employees. And it was an exciting run. <laughs> That's awesome. Two pounds of bacon every Friday. Sounds like a great perk. It w- wasn't good for my cholesterol, but it, uh, it, was, <laughs> it was a great perk. So diving into uh, AI and cybersecurity, honestly, exploring some of the challenges. How does AI really fit into your overall strategy? I'm, I'm sure you have some really practical examples or or use cases, case studies where AI has made a significant impact on security operations? Yeah, for sure. We're a pretty early adopter with AI. Uh, we started leveraging AI technology, you know, four and a half, five years ago. People had been talking about it in where we would call it whispers in the industry of, hey, this is going on. And uh, we started adopting it pretty early for our SIM and SOC. It helped us a lot, and that's a, it's still a, it's a, still an industry issue today where you're you're taking in millions of events, and unless you're adopting some type of AI or ML to help you, you're leveraging humans to look at every one of these events that come in, make some type of judgment call, write very static rules for the data that comes in, and we went out and found a technology that was already implementing AI and ML. And that allowed us to take on a lot more customers, look at a lot more events and be a, be a lot more accurate uh, with what we were looking at. You know, 99% of all of alerts that hit a SOC are going to be false positives. How do you reduce the monotony of those employees having to just look at events every single day that probably don't mean much of anything to them? 
and get actionable events and alerts in their hands. And that's where AI has really benefited us is by taking that ability to put actionable data into the hands of our threat analysts, to our SOC analysts, to our SOC engineers. And now they get some fun in their day rather than just looking at lines of events that go by every single day. And it, it gives them a lot better job satisfaction, which is a really big problem in cybersecurity period is job satisfaction. There's heavy burnout in the industry. And a lot of it has to do with the monotony of some of the tasks that are out there today. I'm sure it's affected uh, your team's efficiency and 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 workload, not to mention a few other uh, attributes like detection and response times and, and making things faster. Along those lines, what considerations led you to integrate AI, and as especially as an early adopter? And uh, and what were the key drivers behind that decision? Yeah, for us, we wanted to continue to grow the business and humans don't scale. I mean, it just doesn't work that way. And from a business perspective, there's known KPIs and metrics that are out there for our industry that say, hey, if you want to be best in class, you need to be able to have mean time to resolution at this rate. You need to be able to have, even from a financial perspective, you need to be able to have this much gross margin, you need to have this type of EBITDA. And all those decisions go into making, or all those you know, metrics go into the decisions that we make from business leaders of what do we do next? And we just knew that if we wanted to continue to expand and grow our business, we couldn't just continue to throw humans at the problem. So we had to go find some technology that made us more efficient. And so, we're, so therefore we could add more customers without having to add you know, an extra body every single time we brought on. So I was having this conversation earlier um, with um, another employee and we were talking about, you know, leveraging AI. And this is just a, you know, a benign example, but it's like if for every 500 users that you bring on to the platform, if that meant you needed to hire one employee, really through AI, what we're finding is, you know, what we need to do now is for every 15 hundred or every 2000 users we bring on, we only need to hire one. It gives you a big advantage with scale is where we're leveraging AI today. I want to touch upon that and discuss some of the, you know, the scalability of AI driven security solutions and specifically their ability to adapt to evolving cyber threats. What have you seen there? You know, there's a, I'm a 60 Minutes fan. I'm an old soul. So a lot of people are like, you watch 60 Minutes? And I'm like, yeah, I'm an, I'm an old soul. But, you know, there was, a, you know, there recently they basically had the godfather of AI on there. And he talks about the fact that like a normal chat bot has a hundred, sorry, has one million data sets in it. But the human brain processes a hundred trillion data sets. But a chat bot is exponentially more efficient than a human you know, they have drastically less data sets to work with. And we're able to get so much information out of them and act actionable information at a much faster pace because it can see things and can put things together. Really one of the first times we ever saw the AI in action from in our SOC, and, and I'll give this example, is that we got an alert and that alert was put together through tons of events that it came in with tons of threshold indicators. But in a normal sim where it was just events that get handed to individual SOC analysts, everything would have seemed very benign, meaning that, Connor, you would have gotten a, an alert that said a domain admin logged into the server. I would have gotten an alert that said, hey, you know, another domain admin logged into this server pretty much close to the same time. And then another SOC analyst might have gotten data that said, hey, this server now is sending data to another IP address. Those events in themselves, if they go to three separate people, seem very benign 
and the threat indicator on them would not be very high. But what AI does is processes that data very quickly, takes all those alerts or events, packages them up into one alert and hands it to one SOC analyst and says, you need to go look at this because two domain admins that have not logged in within 30 days of each other just logged in five minutes apart from different locations. And within 10 minutes, they started exfiltrating data off of a server to an IP address that it's never sent data to before. Like that's a different story, but that all happens very, very quickly with AI. That's an actual example that we have seen where the flip of that is an old school sim that's just looking at events. It might go to three different SOC analysts and they wouldn't have the rest of the data to go with it. And people would just pass it off and say, hey, there's nothing going on here where there is something going on. You were an early adopter of AI. What about some of the results that you've seen and in, in, in terms of ROI and, and business outcomes? Yeah, so you know, I kind of touched on a little bit is that we've been able to drastically take on more customers, more endpoints without having to hire a linear amount of people. We're, we're able to do more with less people, but those less people have a lot higher job satisfaction. So previous to having AI, our own SOC, we would see quite a bit of burnout and we even did heavy job rotation. But again, these people would come to us and just say, hey, I'm tired of just looking at benign alerts all day long. Now our team is excited because they're getting actionable alerts uh, every single day that they're getting to go do threat hunting on. Um, we're able to find and stop threats much, much faster because we're getting the data into our hands quicker as well. Where again, previous example, it might take us two, three hours to get to that data that was coming to us as just pure events where now you're getting a red blinking light on your screen that says, go look at this customer because of this alert. And we're able to go and take action on that as well. Another measurable thing for us too is auto remediation where you really didn't have the ability to do that previously, where now it is, hey, if you see this alert or this type of alert unmanned, just go in and go ahead and knock this laptop offline. Like if you see Connor doing something fishy and we think it's like 90% likelihood that this is like not legitimate, just go knock his laptop offline, make him call into support or support will call him and say, hey, what are you doing? Because we see something funny is going on and we'll take care of your laptop that way. Where previously, you know, you didn't have a lot of ability to be able to do that. Maybe uh, bringing it to our audience and uh, some of the uh, cybersecurity leaders out there who could be even listening to this podcast episode as a CEO and what, what advice would you potentially offer some executives, some business leaders that are considering AI adoption? Obviously, it seems to have worked for you. Now that we understand that the benefits are great, uh, what advice? Uh, how do you get started? What's, what's a good way to start, I guess, uh, to introduce AI into, into security operations? Yeah, for sure. I, um, one of the first things is what is your stance and policy on AI? A lot of times businesses take off running and they're going to use and leverage AI, but they have no policy. They have no framework around what's the right way, the wrong way, the ethical way to leverage AI. That's super important from a leadership and business perspective to make sure that that's documented. It's out there. It's signed by your employees. You do not want your employees throwing PII data, customer data into chat GBT and seeing what it spits out. And that happens today. And I mean, there's documented cases of that. You need to make sure that you have a policy out there that employees know what to do. Do a lot of education. Talk up industry experts about AI. 
not all AI is made equal. Not all AI is actually AI. I can tell you there are lots of companies out there that tout that they have AI and they do not have AI. Um, <laughs> it, and it's a, it's a marketing ploy and I get it. It's unfair to the end user and to the consumer, but it is real. So just make sure that you're doing your analysis, you're digging in, you're talking to experts to do that as well. But also understand that AI does not solve all problems. It does not make humans expendable. I gave a talk on AI security and somebody asked me, well, isn't AI just going to make you know our normal employees' jobs not needed anymore? And I said, no. I said, AI will not make an employee go away. An employee that can leverage AI will make other employees go away. And there is a difference there. So there needs to be a lot of education around what is the right way and the wrong way to leverage AI as well. That's fantastic, especially as we continue. It's going to be a, a subject of discussion, I think, for a couple of years, and it's going to be really kind of exciting to see where it goes. So looking ahead, what trends and developments do you foresee in this intersection of AI and security? And, and how do you plan to keep up and stay ahead? You know, there's always, it's so rapidly evolving that, um, you know, it's it's sometimes it could be hard to keep up, especially for some some enterprises. So what have you seen, Josh? What, what do you what do you think uh, are some trends that uh, that you foresee in this space? And that's a tough one because it's it's so rapidly evolving. You know, ChatGBT launched the end of November of 2022. Just to see where we are today, it's probably one of the biggest things that we will see happen. You know, in our lifetimes around technology. I was just at a conference where they debuted their AI engine. And I mean, it was insane to see the things that it was able to do. Customer puts in a ticket. Within minutes, it's dispatched to a tech, which is normally a manual process. Dispatched to a technician that has the background on how to solve that problem. And oh, by the way, Connor, it gave you, here are the top 10 most likely ways that you're going to solve this problem. That's just like... That's just the precipice of where we are with AI. It's going to continue. I think that what it will do, it will drastically help us from a security perspective, be able to identify potential threats, stop threats quicker. But also we know that the bad guys are already using it. Threat actors are using it. They're going to try to continue to leverage it in creative ways. And I just don't see, I don't see the, cyber, the silver bullet for cybersecurity coming anytime soon. I know that People think and like to talk about it a lot. I just don't see it happening because there are still humans involved in everything that we do and we make mistakes. So no matter how much AI there is out there or any other technology, there's always going to be a human in the mix and somebody's going to click on a link or take a phone call that they shouldn't and give up information potentially that they shouldn't either. So it's rapidly evolving. I'm excited to see what's going to happen, but you definitely need to make sure that you're paying attention to it and that you're starting to adopt it or you will fall quickly behind. It is really exciting to see where it goes and somebody who's been a leader in this space. It's great to talk with you about this and, and to have a great partner like Logically come on the podcast. We have a white paper about this. It's called The Modern Sock, How to Leverage AI-Based SecOps and Quantify the Value of Cybersecurity. Uh, that's a really good white paper that explores best practices and widespread impact of implementing AI within an organization's security framework. We're going to make sure that is available in the description of this episode. So cybersecurity leaders, get copy uh, of that. So Joshua Skeens, CEO of Logically, thank you so much 
for joining the Millennium Live podcast. We'll stay in touch. Yeah, Connor, thanks again for having me. I really appreciate it. Good talking to you again. Thank <laughs> you.